Rove McManus, Sam Frost. Today FM. We are joined in the studio by uh, Hattie uh, Boydell. Boydell, yeah. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm very good. Thank now, you. you have a fascinating story. You are a, a, a model in the world of beauty, fitness and, and fashion, but that, that hasn't always been the case for you. You, uh, for a time, were suffering with anorexia and at one point, you ended up weighing just 26 kilos. Yes. So tell us your story. How, how did all this come about from, from where you were to where you are now? Um, well, I guess it started when I was about 15. A friend of mine died um, in a freak accident and I took it in a really bad way. I was like, okay, life can be taken away from you so quickly. I'm just going to try to be the best person I can. I want to get good marks. Um, I want to get into a good uni, I want to have a good job and I'm just going to you know, be the best that I can. And at the time, like I didn't think I had any issues with the way I looked, but I thought, you know what, I'm just going to start exercising. Um, and so I did and then I found that I got quite addicted to the exercise. Sure. And then if I couldn't exercise, I started to take away my food because people started you know, commenting and saying that I looked really good and I got, again, addicted to that feeling. Um, but I didn't know how to control maintaining that, physique and then I started to um you know do a lot of schoolwork and you know if I didn't do my schoolwork I couldn't eat if I didn't do exercise I couldn't eat if I you know I failed like English that I tried really hard for and I was like oh I'm a failure I can't do anything I don't deserve to do anything and then I just really spiraled out of control I got really depressed and I just would exercise all day not eat anything um and I guess I was like I was really badly bullied when I was in primary school and I think all of that just came up and surfaced while I was getting sick and it was just like you just self-bullying yourself every day and you just on you're brainwashed pretty much right and so how did that mentally affect you obviously if you don't have food you don't have energy um you know did it end up affecting your grades and when was the point where you go I really do have a problem because I'm I'm not, I'm, I might be speaking for you, I'm not 100% sure, but I think with eating disorders, you, you can't really see the problem and people are saying, you're too thin, you're too thin. For you, you just feel, uh, well, I don't know, how do you feel? So, how does it affect your life? Well, yeah, I had to get pulled out of school because I couldn't do anything. Mm. Um, and, but I was never hungry. You're just so, you're just in this trance, you're just... Not hungry. You don't want any. I didn't want anyone to speak to me. I didn't want anyone to look at me. I, I would be running and crying because I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I couldn't stop. Nothing. I, I couldn't. I just couldn't stop. It's like I had. I thought I had schizophrenia at one point because I was like, "What are these voices in my head that I just cannot stop listening to?" And like, I'd wait for my mum to get up in the morning, and I'd hear her go, and then I'd go out running, and I had to do more than what I did the day before. So I'm just like, you've just got this uncontrollable energy like you just cram in this exercise I'd come back purple and crying because I just knew what I was doing was wrong and I just couldn't help it yeah so when when you were looking in the mirror there's quite clearly a a tipping point where someone who who even doesn't know you has never seen you before would look at you and and see how much weight you have lost for someone who who is dealing with with the issue of of anorexia, when you're looking in the mirror, can you actually see it or is your brain just twisting what you're seeing into something else? You don't even, 
I remember like, I remember even looking at photos and I was like, I'm not skinny. What are you talking about? Like, leave me alone. What's your mm. problem? You know, everyone else had the problem, not me. Yeah. Um, and you never see yourself skinny. I didn't even think of myself as skinny at all. You just, you, you, you body pick. You just, mm. um, like, and I wouldn't even fit into a size, you know, I was having to shop kids clothing and still mm. I was, I was still not skinny. And sadly, this is something that is so common amongst young girls, their uh, idea of what they want to look like and their obsession with uh, their body and body image and um, exercising. What message would you give to your 15-year-old self and the 15-year-olds out there who may be listening, what, what message would you give them? It's not – it's about who you are as a person, Um you got to love yourself first before anything else is going to happen um, because that is your core. Your your mental state is the key to the rest of your happiness over your body, over your life, over your work, over your study. You know, it's you being happy with who you are whole, wholeheartedly is the most important thing to be healthy, to nourish, that food and exercise is for pleasure, not punishment um, because then you're going to be truly happy. You know, everything you should do should come from a, a place of love. You know, exercise makes you feel good. It shouldn't be because you you hate the way you look or because you're punishing yourself because you didn't get good grades or you ate something. Like, own your decisions but also know that it should come from a really good place. Mm. Now, obviously, it, it, it's an easy thing to say now, as we've mentioned, you know, at, at 15 years of age, dealing with anorexia, only 26 kilos, you did find a way out of that spiral. And we'll, we'll hear Hattie's story of how she did that when we come back. We are joined by Hattie Boydell, who has overcome anorexia to become uh, fourth ranked in the world in the World Beauty Fitness and Fashion titles. And we were talking uh, previous to this about your struggles with anorexia, how low it got for you, how much weight you had actually lost, and looking at you now, what an incredible physical specimen yeah. you are. Healthy. You look happy and healthy. You have arms Thank that you. I'm jealous of. <laughs> so I know it's probably not just a single moment in time, but what was the turnaround for you? Um, I hate being selfish and I hate lying. Um and that's who I'd become. I was incredibly manipulative. I could manipulate anyone to do what I wanted to do. Um, and it got to the point where I was like, I looked around at my family and I was just destroying. I destroyed all my friendships. I destroyed, I was destroying my family. Um, and I thought, I've got to stop doing this. So my mum was meant to go on away on a holiday to look after her, her dad. And she's like, I can't go. I've got to look after you. And I was like, mum, I will only go into that hospital if you go and look after your dad. Yeah. And so that was the first step. Um, got getting into hospital. Um, the first day of hospital, fell into a coma. Got rushed to emergency hospital. Was in emergency hospital for a week. Wow. Um, I saw a photo and I was like, "Dad, is that Grandpa?" He's like, "No, that's you in hospital." And I was like, "Oh, I look like an old man, <laughs> like just really sick." Um, went into the you know the the clinic, um, and then being around other girls that re- really didn't want to get better was not ideal, but. I hated being in there. So I was like, okay, what's the next step that I have to do to get myself out of this hospital so I can go home? So mm. was, was that part of it? You're being around other people makes you accept, well, this is, a, I'm seeing other people. I'm not with my family who are telling me, but I, I can see it now amongst other people as well. Yeah, well, I mean, the hard thing is like being in hospital, it, it's like good and bad. You're in hospital. You've got people obviously feeding you and doing psychology work with you. Um, but you're also around girls that don't want to get better. 
Mm. And anorexia can be incredibly competitive. I wasn't, and I'd find myself thinking things. I'm like, oh man, I know that this is not right and I can't be here anymore. I'm sick of people telling me what to do and I don't know how good I'm going to go being around other girls because I'm very competitive too. Um, So it wasn't really feeding a good side of me. Um, So I did what I had to do to, you know, put on a little bit of weight to get into being an outpatient. And then my sister would drive me to the outpatient thing every day. And then I wanted to get out of there, but then I faked getting out of there. So I got out of there too early, to be honest. So that's why I had a lot of relapses for, you know, five years. Um, And it wasn't until I was about 21 that I started to really, really mentally, it's a mental thing, get better. It's a mental game. Mm. The the body follows what the mental mental side does. So like everyone puts a lot of emphasis on anorexia because it shows in the way you look. But it is just a, it's a mental disease. It's, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so now you're, you've, you've gone into the world of, of fitness. So is, is there an element to which, you know, th- there's a part of your brain that has now shifted to um, focusing on, you know, and, you know, the, the, obviously you're saying it's a mental thing when you, when you are denying yourself food. Is it a similar sort of thing that it's like allowing your obsession to take a positive track? So it's that same sort of focus, but, but channeling it in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I started competing just randomly. Um, I actually got into personal training because I wanted to teach girls how to lose weight or be healthy in a, in a healthy manner. Yeah. Um, so I, I realized there was other girls struggling and I thought, I've got to do something about this. And you've got to be, you know, you've got to be the change you wish to see. So I did my PT course and really started focusing on helping women, you know, be the best versions of themselves. Um, and then when I started competing, because I used to do elite gymnastics, it fueled my competition side and again, I wanted to do it in a really healthy way. Yeah. And now I like I do it, you know, I, I do it because I love it. And I don't have any issues with, it doesn't swing me back into bad issues. In fact, I do it because I love who I am and what my body can do and what it's capable of achieving. So, and that's the same thing that I teach the girls that is, I can Is, is it an on? Is it still an ongoing battle for you? And this is going to sound like such a stupid thing to say, and ex- please excuse my ignorance, mm-hmm. but this is the time of day when we've been up since very early in the morning and our stomachs start to grumble, and during the last song, they have brought in our little breakfast orders I'm and so basically just toast <laughs> and stuff. Very but there's a stupid part of me that's like, it feels like, am I bringing, you know, uh, wine in front of a, a, you know, a recovering alcoholic? Is it kind of like that, or am I Not being a bit silly about no, it? No, I have no issues with food. Um, yeah. I use a method called flexible dieting. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but you, you, there's there's no such thing as good or bad food. Yeah, it's, right. You count macronutrients, so protein, fat, and carbs. Um, and it was actually one of the like one of the keys to really overcoming the issues that I had against certain food groups. You know, you can eat all kinds of foods, you know, but in a controlled manner. Um, so I don't have. I'm not scared of any food. I don't have a food that makes me feel fat or any of that stuff. I've really gotten rid of that kind of stuff. Um, I feel quite free and liberated, really. Um, Well, it is an incredible story, and congratulations to you for for getting yourself through it. And if if there's anyone listening at the moment who who is dealing with with any kind of eating disorder or or any kind of mental... uh, Something that requires help. Um, we we should we'll get something up. We should get something up on our website or something so people can yeah, a number we let's, can call. Let's put it up on our uh, all our social feeds and on the website todayfm.com.au. And but uh, the, it, I guess the 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 short story is that there is help 
and you can find a way out. And one of the shining examples is Hattie Boyle, and we thank you very much for joining us this morning. What an incredible story.